Hey everybody, welcome. It's Tom Grado Hour. I'm your host Vince, and I'm also here with your spring bloomin' host Olive. Is it spring? I don't know. It's almost spring. Today it was 70 degrees here in Jesus. the good old rock. That's crazy. So we went out. My roommates and I went out for a picnic, and it was so fun. <laughs> yeah, what'd you guys have? Did you have a shark uterine board? Um, sorta. We made some homemade bread. You made homemade we had some, bread. Mm-hmm. Oh, I got it. We had homemade bread. Um, there's still some downstairs. I'm ready to just like sprinkle some like cinnamon and sugar on it later, and just put it in the toaster. You got some hummus. Um, well, some guac. I'll tell you what we had. We we had the no. I'm saying like bread. that, like leftover. Oh yeah, like, like leftover. Sans... It, the the world is my. Do you oyster. have any turkey? Make a sandwich. Um, vegetarian household. Okay. But we had the homemade bread. We had uh, sliced up um, strawberries. We had mozzarella cheese. We had some Havarti. We had some pasta My salad. companion. We had some pesto to put on the bread. Mm. Oh. Oh. And also uh, onion and chives of uh, cream cheese, which is – it slaps – the shit Dude. out of anything you put it on. Yo. You put that on a bagel. It's amazing. You can get it at Aldi's. The best investment you can make is in yourself. Buy veggie cream cheese. I always get the onion and chives because it's better than anything I've ever had. No, no try the veggie. Seriously, try the veggie. Like if you, you say don't, so. don't buy don't buy like Philadelphia veggie. Get like go to a go to that local bagel shop that we went to. Remember that bagel oh, place know, that we went yeah. to? Okay. I know exactly what you mean. Go there, go to a place that makes it fresh and mm-hmm. get veggie cream cheese. Ooh. None of your dreams will be dry, homie. Trust I, me. I, like I um that honey chipotle or it was like honey jalapeno uh cream cheese. Yeah. Oh, it's really good. Dude, I fucking strawberry cream cheese, I fucks heavy with mm-hmm. the strawberry cream cheese. I like the like um bubblegum Pepto Bismol pink color. It oh is. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you like bubblegum flavored things? I like bubblegum flavored bubblegum. I can't do and it. And I like the bubblegum uh like dum dum lollipop. Really? Mm-hmm. I can't do I can't do bubbled bubbled gum flavored things. I had bubblegum soda that was good once. Mm, see that just that just sounds like a lot to me. It it was cavity. Yeah. Yeah. So what um, else is new? What's going on? Not much. Um, my picnic took a lot of the day, but other than that, I like did all my chores and like all my laundry and shit. Good shit. Um, I legit was folding clothes for like two hours this morning. Um, because my depression, I hadn't done laundry in like a month and a half. <laughs> you have that much like clothing? Well, I would do like the essentials, like underwear oh, and bras yeah, and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I would like find a shirt and I'd be like, "Oh, I was looking for this. It was just at the bottom of my laundry bin." <laughs> wow. So I like actually went through and I did all of my shit, and now I'm ready for spring. I'm ready to make some good looks. Um. Also, I adopted today. Oh yeah. I adopted my my new son. Look at, isn't he so good? He's a little succulent. Um, I don't know what to name him yet, but I want to hold a contest, uh, for the show. I w- I'm going to leave it open for two weeks and I want you to leave a comment on this video and the most 
highest rated comment is what I'm going to name um, Young Suck here. Young Suck. How do you know it's a boy? Um, because I chose that. Okay. Can't you tell, like, like I know bell peppers, you could tell if it's male or female. Well, I am not about to genetically test the succulent that I spent $5 on. Where'd you get but, it? Hmm? Where'd you get it? I got it at the Lowe's. Lowe's. I want to get a little cactus. Oh, yeah, I got a little, got a little cactus. You got a little cactus? Let me see. He's very little. <laughs> no, nah, I want like a, like a tiny, like cactus ass cactus. I want to put him on the, the shelf next to all the Fallout New Vegas stuff. Oh, that'd be really cool. Yeah. That's what I want to do. So, yeah, I'd leave your name in the comment below that you want to name Olive's Little Succulent. Um, we should probably throw this to the Discord as well. Oh, absolutely. But, if you give me recommendations in the Discord, um, next week I'm going to put all the recommendations on screen and well, let's talk about them. Okay. Okay. Cool. Um. What else is new? How I are don't you know, dude. I just blanked out. Wow. Wow. Did you ever just have like that moment? That senior moment? We're supposed to get here in Colorado. We're supposed to get um, a massive storm. <laughs> uh, I was told anywhere from 5 to 25 inches of snow. That's a range. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot more. That's, it's a that's, fucking... that's a, a versatile amount of snow. That's yeah. like, oh, I can drive in this. And th- that's also a maybe I can't drive in this. Yeah. I mean, yeah. No, I. Yeah. 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 So I'm trying to I'm just waiting on that. Other than that, I mean, everything's fucking I will be streaming again soon. I'm just sorting some things out. Get it's really tiring sometimes. Not even that. It's just I got to make sure everything's in order, and then mm. once it is, I can I can get back to it. Um, oh, I'm not wearing any earrings right now, dude. You know what's weird about small little noticing things like that? I haven't shaved my beard in what feels like two or three weeks, and I know it hasn't been that long. But like the edge of it, I guess, is just grown in nicely. Yeah, it looks good. Thanks. And like, it just doesn't look like like I can feel that it needs a shave, but like. Mm-hmm. I can feel like my ear holes that are they're like flapping in the wind. Something in there. <laughs> you want to get into the lore? I would love to. Sure. From what I understand, we have this a pretty big, big lore today, and okay. that makes me think that we should tell people who the lore is brought to them by. Absolutely, the entire program that you are watching is brought to you by a fine set of folks, Olive. Would you like to we have a Patreon. Them? Yes. Uh, we have people Links that support us. In the description below, if you'd like the show, you can throw us a couple bucks on Patreon. It's not required. It just helps the show get a little bit bigger and a little bit better. Um, and we can't even say harder, faster, or stronger anymore because Daft Punk is dead. Thank God. <laughs> um, I just want to no, clarify, have- their music wasn't bad. Every song just needed to be four minutes shorter. I could agree with that. Um, but... Back on the main highway here. Patreon, we have some people that we have to thank because yeah. they support us and make this program possible. First off, I'm going to start with the OG Noah. Thank you, Noah. Then we have Danny. Thank you, Danny. Then we have Marcus. Thank you, Marcus. And then Bones Jones. Thank you, Bones Jones. Thank you so much for supporting us, guys. Without you, we couldn't make this show happen. Yes. Thank you. Seriously. 
We appreciate you. You want to get into this lore? <laughs> okay. So if you've been here for a while, uh, or if you're new, hello, welcome. But if you've been here for a while, we're currently doing a lore series, uh, which I don't think you put up the lore from two episodes ago. Um, a lore series on <laughs> a lore series on uh, the DLC antagonists, and I'm doing them in order. Since only Fallout Three, Fallout New Vegas, and Fallout Four have had DLC that are the mainline games, I'm going three New Vegas four. And right now we're on New Vegas, and we're doing my favorite DLC. It's a toss up. Uh, it's either this. It's either Dead Money or Honest Hearts. But we're on Honest Hearts. And technically, I could have made Salt Upon Wounds the antagonist, but Salt Upon Wounds' entire wiki page of stuff that's interesting is like I'm a the paragraph. Bad guy. Just, <laughs> just, yeah, it's, it's just, he's the leader of the White Legs. I would like to talk more about the White Legs and their involvement oh, with definitely. Kaisar on a later episode. I want to kind of do like, uh, I'm thinking after this, someone requests we do Linneus. And that's a fucking episode in itself to do Linneus once we're done with this series. But I do want to kind of hit tribes somewhere. I would love to hit tribes at some point. Even if we do like like a month of like tribal month and it's like, here's the boot rider. We kind of touched on the boot riders a little bit with, when we did Benny. But it's like, mm-hmm. here's the boot riders. Here's the cons. Here's the scorpions. Here's the jackals. Here's the this. Here's the that. Here's the, the white legs. Here's the dead horses. Here's um, – the, the live horses. <laughs> like if we can, if we can kind of do like a week where it's like here's a bunch of different stuff, or a month where it's here's a bunch of different stuff. But I wanted to do Joshua Graham because Joshua Graham might be my favorite character in all of New Vegas. He's a really interesting character, and I think talking about both Graham and Salt Upon Wounds is a really good strategy. For for this episode, We're, we might touch on Salt Upon Wounds a little bit, but it's mostly going to just be. Um, did you know Salt Upon Wounds' glove does like poison damage? Mm-hmm. That it's like that's the salt in the wound. Yeah, the the yeah. poison. Yeah, that's fucking why I didn't know that. Um, but yeah, I want to do Graham. Graham being the biggest kind of, I guess person in the dlc he's not really the bad guy even though he is in a sense the bad guy you kind of get to see his redemption arc kind of you can kind of see or him you fall can just off. shoot him in the head yeah i mean you could it, it new vegas is a game where you can just kill everybody so you could just walk in slaughter everybody and leave so let's get right in again and when i do these large As it was intended when i do these large big characters that I want to make sure that they're given the respect they deserve. I read right off the wiki and I get all of my lore off of fallout.fandom.com. Um, Joshua Graham, formerly known as the Melpa- the Malpass Legate and in folk legend as the Burn Man, is a Mormon missionary and co-founder of Kaisar's Legion and it and its first legate. Graham led Kaiser's troops to a humiliating defeat at the first battle of Hoover Dam. Afterwards, to show that failure was unacceptable regardless of rank, Kaiser had Graham executed, ordering him covered in pitch, lit on fire, and tossed into the Grand Canyon. Graham survived. However, he left Kaiser's legion behind him. He is the acting leader of the Dead Horses in 2281. 
I don't know if it comes up directly in this this wiki here. I kind of skimmed through it quick to get a feel for it before we started recording. But one of my favorite quotes about him, actually, here it is. Uh, this is it's one a good of, one. Is I survived because the fire inside me burned brighter than the fire around me. I fell down into a dark, I almost said chasm, a dark chasm, but the flame burned on and on. He's a dude who runs on spite. But like religious spite, mm-hmm. like <laughs> he's got spite in Jesus. Yeah, like he's um, <laughs> he's like a dark paladin. You know what I mean? Yeah. Joshua Graham was born in New Canaan, a Mormon community established in the remains of the city of Ogden, Utah. He grew up in peaceful times, learning the trade of a missionary and in interpreter due to his natural aptitude for languages in 2246 graham received a mission call for his sacred service to spread the good news to the people of the wasteland by the time he left his home he was already fluent in several tribal dialects his knowledge made him a natural choice when the followers of the apocalypse asked for assistance in their expedition to the Grand Canyon. Graham departed Canaan, following the Long 15 and Highway 89 towards Arizona, meeting Calhoun and Sallow, Edward Sallow, Kaiser, on the way, on the way set by the followers to provide education to the local tribes and study dialects. Now, this is a guy who is, is, like, he's very much just, like, he he's a good guy. At this point in time, he's a good guy. Yeah, like he's not that bad of a guy. He's just kind of like along for Kaiser's ride. Well, not even like at this point. At this point in twenty two forty six, when he meets Calhoun and and Edward Sallow, he's just a follower. Like he's mm. just trying to 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 teach other tribes how to. I don't want to say be good, but like how to read and how to write and how to grow things and, 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 um, certain agriculture, cultural things and whatnot. Like he's just doing mm-hmm. this to, to kind of do this, not like do that's this, like what he was brought up with. Yeah. I want to just see something quick. I want to see, uh, Highway 89. Highway 89. Or Route 89, or just the 89, is an old freeway that runs across Arizona, Utah, Idaho, Wyoming, and Montana. Highway 89 starts in Flagstaff, Arizona, and runs north to the Grand Canyon. Once it enters Utah, it passes over the Colorado River and curves west through the Grand Staircase, continuing north near Zion National Park. And the long, should I read Long 15 as well? If you want, you don't really have to. I just like giving the little basis because not yeah. I, there's a lot of people that listen that aren't in the U.S. That's true. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, like I don't know what fucking Highway 15 is. Sorry, I said a bad <laughs> word. Uh, in the pre-war, Interstate 15 was used by the New California Republic as a – in the pre-war. Okay. Then why is the NCR? Whatever. Uh, it's a minor military base and a checkpoint for travelers – through the Mojave. That's about it, but it is a highway. Um, back to Graham. Around 2247, the Blackfoots, a tribe, were the first stop in the canyon. Joshua provided, I'm sorry, Joshua proved to be 
a capable capable interpreter, though eventually the hospitality of their hosts were replaced with hostility. Whether it was an error in translation that Joshua made or some unrelated misunderstanding, the Blackfoots decided to hold an entire expedition for ransom. This was a problematic situation as the Blackfoots were at war with seven other tribes in the Grand Canyon and were clearly losing. Against Calhoun's objections, Edward Sallow decided to take charge of the situation. He taught the tribes how to how to care for their weapons, make explosives, work as a combat unit, with Graham continuing to serve as an interpreter and the first war leader of the Legion. Graham was so indispensable to Sallow's plan, who turned the disorganized tribe into a capable fighting force, training in small unit tactics, weapon weapons use and maintenance and manufacture manufacturing of arms and weapons. So here's I think a question. Really interesting. Okay. That he transitioned basically over from like, here is just, um, we're all about knowledge and helping people and then it kind of went more towards the militaristic and learning how to make weapons. I just think it's a really interesting shift in kind of philosophy, I guess. I You say that. I'm very curious about something. In the timeline, what I love about the Fall of Wiki is there is just something that just says timeline. And you can just see everything within the timeline. You can see the timeline. Yeah. And I'm trying to see on this Myron – sorry, Mirnon. <laughs> That's never not funny to me. It's funny. Uh, E-D-W-A-R-D. Edward Sallow. There's only one Edward Sallow that pops up here. Um, C-O-M-E-N-T-A. Nope. I want to know when the commentary, he finds the commentary. If there's Ooh. an actual time on that. because yeah, this, is there a time? That's what I'm looking for. Hold on. We're going to cut right here. It went right to that. C-O-M. How do you spell it? C-O-M. Oh, I don't even know. 2246. Okay. So, really? so Kaiser okay. finds it in 22, finds the commentary in 2246, meaning that he is reading from this and learning about the original Kaiser and learning about these tactics and learning about, um, I believe the commentary is about a battle or several battles that the real, the real Kaiser fought. Like the, the Caesar. Yeah. The, like, like, dressing. yeah, like the OG. Um, I don't know if it's Julius or Augustus is the, who's the first one? Julius. Uh, July comes before August. Yes. So that's what I was thinking. Okay. With his teaching and Graham's skills, the Blackfoots, and I hate that it's not Blackfeet, but the Blackfoots prevailed over the Foots, other, yeah. yeah, over the other tribes, becoming the nucleus of the Legion. Graham became his commander, training the forces of the fleeting army and leading them into battle. His leadership position soon entailed retaliatory raids and yeah, terrorizing okay. local tribes prior to assimilation into the legion when sallow crowned himself kaiser graham became his first legate the malpass legate which if i remember correctly roughly translates to something like the burn the burn lands soldier or like the soldier of like the 
desolate lands or something. Um, let me check. You, can you check? I'm going to keep reading. For 30 years, for 30 years, he helped Kaiser count, conquer the tribes of Utah, Colorado, Arizona, and New Mexico, forging the Legion. Though he was neither a particularly brilliant str- str- strategist nor typically flexible, his menace and brutality were infamous. The atrocities he committed made him feared by friend and foe alike. He was dangerous, unpredictable, and above all else, legendary for being impossible to kill, even by NCR rangers. But all great men eventually end. For Graham, that end came at the Battle of Hoover Dam. Now, did you find anything on the word Malpass? Malpace? Um, I don't know how it's pronounced. Working on I'm working out it. So what I want to talk about real quick with Graham is that what I think is so fascinating is he's a man of God, right? And he's very much like we're going to get into it later because it's it's my favorite quote from Graham ever. But um, I don't let me get let me find it verbatim. I pray for the safety of all the good people that come to Zion, even the Gentiles. But we can't expect God to do all the work. That's probably my favorite. But um, why can't I find it? The one where he well, says that Malpais literally translates to bad country. Okay, so so and Legate so is basically badlands. Yeah, yeah. So like the bad, like the soldier of the badlands. Like how fucking yeah, the, tight is that? Yeah. But he's a guy who now, and it's 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 like one of the other than we can expect God to do all the work. The thing mm. he's known for saying is, uh. I don't enjoy killing, but when done righteously, it is a chore just like any other. So is that him justifying? And I think it's really funny because the word like the uh, – I think it's entomology or etymology of – I think entomology is legs. Well, then the etymology of the word legate actually has um, root in like being a member of like the clergy or like a holy group. Really? So he was like – he was like the holy – soldier of the badlands like holy it was shit mm-hmm. that's awesome well that's also something that i don't feel like is really talked about is how kaiser's legion is um the cult of mars like they don't really talk about the religious yeah. aspect of it that much in game i don't feel like um but i i think what's interesting is he's a person so this is the question of are 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 bad people born or are bad people made you know what i mean oh, they're made so did he become addicted to the killing? Because even at the end of the DLC, when he he just wants to kill the White Legs, like he he, he like needs to get it out of him. Like he needs to get that yeah, murder like out of that's him. That's just like the thing to do. Like he's 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 like uh, he's almost like like dog and god in a sense, where dog gets god gets hungry and dog comes out. You know what I mean? Yeah, like. It's just like you kind of flip a switch and you get the burned man as opposed to getting Joshua Graham. Well, no, even gr- but that's the thing. The burned man and Graham are the same person because even though you're you're dealing with the burned man at that point, he still needs to satisfy that I need to kill. That's the legate inside him. You know, but 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 what is he? Is it because of brainwashing? Like that's what I think is so interesting about him. I think it's just like, I my personal take on it is that it's just like reverting to what you know and what's comfortable 
Okay. Like, you've you've been a monster for so long that it's just kind of the, what you do. Okay. Kaiser's obsession with the uniting the wasteland under the banner of his legion resulted in him attacking the New California Republic in 2277. After a series of skirmishes east east of the Colorado River, Caesar's 68 tribes attack the dam. So this is a thing that doesn't get really get, get touched upon in here, but we touched upon it before. Kaiser, even with the with ancient Rome, the way that um the way the way that ancient Rome kind of operated was they took you in and then they destroyed your culture. So mm-hmm. the only thing you were assimilation. Were Roman. Thank you. Yeah, that's the word for it. Assimilation. So, so hold on, wait. Can I? Yeah, just one sec. If the legion were to assimilate the NCR, how many tribes would that make? Uh, but, 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 it dep- I think it's seventy something at the beginning of. I was trying to lead. I was trying to lead the horse to water here. Oh, because you said that there were sixty-eight tribes wow. before. So how many would it be? If it they it would be the sixty-nine. Thanks, Olive. Nice. Thanks. <laughs> but I want to say it's like seventy-eight. Like he gets like another ten That's before like the next. So one. So freaking many. Yeah, and and then it depends on if he, he takes in. Uh, like he slaughter at the end of the game if he wins he slaughters the fiends he takes in the cons but they're stripped of everything what What's else he do is with there? the boomers I think he stays away from them because he knows he can't touch them because I they got that artillery <laughs> they're like one of the few that is like allowed to kind of pass like he knows like there's I can he's like I can deal with guns I can't deal with bombs mm-hmm. of that size but Kaisar's 68 tribes attack the dam. Graham technically was legendary at this point. Despise efforts by both NCR Rangers and First Recon east of the Colorado River and five kill reports on Graham. The legate remained a menace at large. However, Graham underestimated the enemy while overstimulating his overstimulating, okay, his own skills as a commander. He deployed his legionaries into or in the usual fashion, trying to defeat the Republic as he fought the tribes out east. Chief Hanlon anticipated this move, drawing the legionaries into a trap. As General Lee Oliver's soldiers held the line, rangers and army sharpshooters targeted their commanders. When the legate ordered his elite forces to push through and pursue, Ranger, rangers decimated his officers and sowing chaos in the ranks. The rangers and the first recon sharp, sharpshooters retreated to Boulder City. Elements of the that army- sentence was the worst written sentence yeah. I've seen on the wiki. And, and this wiki <laughs> is known for having some bad fucking sentences, but I actually had to put two of them together. And I'm dyslexic. (laughs) Elements of the army and the rangers kept the legion engaged long enough to allow the most experienced legionaries to enter the city. And when they did, the Republic's forces pulled out of the city. Once more of them were safe, soldiers and rangers trapped behind legion lines had to be abandoned they triggered they triggered explosives packed into the building in advance chief hanlon's plan went off without a without a hitch the exploding buildings 
acted as giant fragmentation bombs, killing and maiming most of the legionaries and leaving the rest in a state of shock. The army and rangers followed the detonation with a corner attack, destroying the legion on the western side of the Colorado River and forcing the Malpass Legate to retreat from the dam. Flanking attacks from Camp Golf and other camps in the Mojave were simply repulsed. We're so, I'm sorry, we're simile repulsed. The Malpass Legate returned to Kaisar in shame. To demonstrate that failure was not tolerated, even at the highest of ranks, like I said this before, he was covered in pitch, lit on fire, and thrown into the Grand Canyon for leading the Legion into its worst defeat in for leading the Legion into the worst defeat in Legion history. That's an awfully written sentence. Yeah, and um, I think it's kind of... Um, I lost my sentence. Huh. Look, just be um, happy that I don't talk to or treat you like this. Because if I was like, yo, Laura's got to get up and I just didn't go up. I didn't light you on fire and push you into a hole. Yeah, you, didn't, you never pushed me into a hole. <laughs> um, I just... This is the most, like, incredible way to deal with a disagreement amongst workers. <laughs> like, I mean, I, I, like, imagine, wrong. like, you went to work and, <laughs> you uh, your coworker, like, just forgot to, like, close the door or, like, what came back from break without a mask on and you decided to light them on fire and push them in a pit. Yeah. Just, okay. You, you oh, know what okay. has to happen. Oh, now. Okay. Uh, but I, like, I also, he was at fault for losing Hoover Dam in New Vegas. Why do you think so that's he a lost little bit Hoover bigger Dam. than like forgetting to like put your nose on? But. Like, what do you think happened? Do you think he just got overwhelmed? Um, yeah, he just he just had a little panic attack. No, seriously, and then, like, what do you uh, think? Why failed? do you think he lost? I like it's don't kept know. ambiguous, but like from what I like from what we read, he's capable, but. And he's really smart, but yeah. I guess he just wasn't as good of a military leader as people thought. He wasn't as tactical as people thought. So this is a little bit into the burn man himself. Graham survived the fall. He woke up the following day's burned and broken, but still alive. Eventually, the fallen legate crawled out of the north edge of the Grand Canyon and began his journey home. It took him three months to reach New Canaan. Three months of suffering. Graham's immunity to modern medicine made it impossible for him to dull the pain, and he had to replace the bandages covering his burned, twisted skin each day to prevent infection. But he preserved... And upon, persevered. Um, sorry, thank you. He persevered and upon. I messed that one up all the time. Dude, you know what it is? I wasn't following it. Like, I keep the top of the page as, mm -hmm. like, my guide because I can't, I don't want to put my finger on the screen. Um, and just, yeah. you know, that dyslexia kicks in. He persevered and upon reaching New Canaan, he was welcomed in like one of his own, like a prodigal son returning home. In his eyes, his second baptism at the hands of the Legion and subsequent survival transformed him. He actually does say that he was, he was baptized once, once in water and a second time in flame, rekindled his faith and removed his pride and vanity and the 30 years of separation. 
atrocities, and shame were, were irrelevant to his family. Legends of the Burn Man walking the wastes began to spread and eventually reached the ears of Kaisar. He forbode legionaries of speaking Graham's, Graham's true name under the threat of death. Domino? Dominato? Damato? See, that's what I like about Latin is that it's, um, like you read it and it, it it's as is. Oh, this it's uh, a link to the uh, Caesar's uh, like diary. Oh, wow, forms. I didn't know this this existed. It it um stands for condemnation of memory, meaning huh. we don't talk about this shit anymore. Like, yeah, it happened, but we don't talk about it. It's kind of like kind of like how white people treat slavery in America. <laughs> That's funny. I'm just kind of going through this quick right now, and I like Vale, his farewell. Heil. Slave is Heil, meaning take care of yourself. Salve. Or Heil. Wait, now whatever. All right, we can. This is something we can do it another time, because fucking, I love the way they talk. Um, Mm -hmm. So, how do you pronounce that again? Oh, the the term? Yeah. Dominito. No. Uh, Dominatio Memore. I wish I know how to speak Latin. That's I can get. Dude, I wish I know how to speak Latin so I could just walk into a church and be like, yeah, just fuck with people. You're my sex You know what? Like, being, <laughs> just like speaking a dead language is like the most interesting, sounds like the most interesting thing to yeah, me. Yeah. Like, and especially if two people know it, you could walk into a place and, be, and just say something in Latin. Okay. So, mm-hmm. um, only, only enhancing the, this, this, that he put in only enhanced the myth of the burn man and issued a kill order to his and issued a kill order to his fumentari. Some of the higher ranking, uh, I believe the fumentari are actually just assassins, right? I think so. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're elite squad. Yes. Yeah. Includia, which I could talk about Includia for fucking years. He's a great character. Includia should have been the legate. If, if Includia was the legate and Kaisar dies of a brain tumor, the Legion would still win. But we could talk about that later. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was a kill order put on to, uh, to his Fumentari. Whenever he was, wherever he was, his agents were to to the agents were to find and destroy him. For his part, Graham decided to forgive Kaisar in keeping with the idea that you hate the sin and not the sinner. Graham is acutely aware of Kaisar's desire to see him dead, thanks to the sheer number of Fumentari and assassins that came looking for him. So maybe the Fumentari are not. Maybe they're just... You know what's really cool about the Praetorians? Uh, what about them? They're handpicked by Kaisar. Mm-hmm. And when he wants a new Praetorian, like when he, he sees someone with promise, he goes... Pick the weakest one of of my Praetorians and beat them to death. You could have their seat. You have their seat if you can beat them to death. Mm-hmm. That's fucking. Imagine <sighs> being just replaced in that manner. But that's what I'm saying. Kaiser puts fucking numbers on the board. I know, right? <laughs> like he doesn't like, do what's fair. If, like, doesn't you do what's wanted right. to get a new co-host, and you sent someone to murder me and take my spot. <laughs> Kyle just shows up with tears Kyle's, in his eyes and numbs. Like, like, he's like, "I'm nothing sorry. personnel, kid." <laughs> <laughs> By twenty two eighty one, Graham's past finally caught up <laughs> with the fallen legate. The white legs 
whipped, whipped, whipped into a frenzy and equipped by Ulysses, uh, attacking New Canaan while Joshua was away from the city. In a bit to, in a bid to integrate themselves with the Legion by destroying the tribe of Canaan and Graham along with it. Survivors scattered into the wasteland with the bulk of them escaping into Zion Canyon. In order to defeat them and the tribes that made their home in the canyon, canyon, Graham assumed the position of acting war chief amongst the dead horses. While Daniel, another missionary and survivor from New Canaan, joined up with the Sorrows. While Daniel and Graham would fight, delaying action to allow the Sorrows and Dead Horses to safely evacuate Zion and lose white legs in the wilderness, Graham desires nothing more than to bring God's justice to those who would bring harm onto others. The desire for vengeance on those who butchered his people, killing all who could not run away fast enough— Let's read that again. The desire for yeah. vengeance on those who butchered his, who, his, pe- his people, killing all who could not run away fast enough. The elderly, the ill, children, those who stopped to help, burns within him a fire soaked further by his own personal demons and desire for redemption it is only fitting that he breaks them in zion in a natural temple and monument to the glory of his god this dude he's fucked in the fucking head like (laughs) but people love him they eat him up like reality tv he's he's my favorite bad i think he might be my favorite bad bad guy in like the entire series next to like frank horrigan and the master Who's your favorite bad guy in fiction? In fiction? I want to say the Joker. I feel like that's kind of an easy cop-out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like Alex DeLarge from A Clockwork Orange is, is up there in more of like the sense of you get to see him be a piece of shit. And then you get to see him kind of repent in a way. And then yeah. kind of be a piece of shit again. Um I'm always rooting for the bad guy. Oh, we all are. My, my I, favorite bad guy ever is uh, Handsome Jack. Dude, I don't get Handsome Jack's appeal. I like him. I thought he was so annoying. Tweets their own. No, I'm. I'm not. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying it wasn't for me. Um, shit, that's a really good question. Ellie, <laughs> Joel, uh, <laughs> yeah, J- Joel. He's not a bad guy. He's just an asshole. No, I. He's a. He. We could talk about this later, but he's a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. Just because you're a bad guy doesn't mean you're a bad guy. Yeah. Thanks, Satan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Joshua Graham is a. Cu- this is this is a little bit on the personality. If anyone of Graham. edits Vince saying "bad guy" into the song by what's her face Billie with the Eilish. green hair, yeah, that would be very much appreciated. Meme <laughs> uh, makers, do your shit. Joshua Graham is a is a a conflicted man. Originally a Mormon missionary from Ogden, he steadily betrayed everything he had for the dear. I'm sorry. He betrayed everything he held dear in service to Kaisar, caught, caught, I hate that word, caught up in the maintenance of brutal nomadic army 
and reconditioned tribes, and the conquest out east, Graham slowly became a monster. Small compromises turned increasingly sinister and brutal, while Graham rationalized them as making the best of a bad situation and doing what needed <laughs> to be done. Making the best of a bad situation. <laughs> when life hands you lemons, you make beef <laughs> stew, right? <laughs> when life hands you lemons, you kill anyone in your sight. You kill anyone who couldn't run fast enough. Mm. In the end, however... He and Kaisar had built a society on the foundation of fear and brutality, while Graham turned into a monster by three decades of warfare and atrocities. Graham eventually believed his own lies and rationalizations, but when the defeat at Hoover Dam came, he lost all momentum. Abandoned by Kaisar and his people, the fallen legate was forced to reflect on his life and face the monster that he had become. Unlike most, Graham chose not to be, not to blame Kaisar, but himself. A journey, and journeyed to seek forgiveness from the people he abandoned three decades prior. Question. Mm -hmm. Do you think it's more of him being like, what did you think was going to happen? Like, is it, do you, do you feel bad f for him because what happened? Or do you just feel like that's, that's life? Like, that's the game. Like, that's the game you signed up to play. Um, you know what I mean? Like, do you feel bad for him? Like, this is a dude who gave everything for Kaisar, no, but like at the same I don't time, feel bad for him. that's everything Kaisar ever did. Fail me? Like, what's the thing that, uh, the commanding officer of a set of legionaries he, they would, Kaisar would order 10% of his troop to murder the dude in charge. You remember, you remember what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Like, that's, you, you know what you're getting into. Like, you need yeah, to have a hundred percent success rate. If he didn't want to get, um, tarred and feathered and burned and thrown into the Grand Canyon, he shouldn't have failed so bad at Hoover Dam. Yeah. If you're gonna play the game, you got to deal with the consequences. Yeah. Or he should have chosen to do something different with his life, go into a different career path, like maybe being like a <laughs> trader or I don't know. Or going um, back to New Canaan. Go back go to New back Canaan to and read books and shit. I don't know. Like, don't just like go and be the second in command to like the new, hot, fresh wasteland Hitler. <laughs> Wasteland Hitler. I would say we should name the, the episode Wasteland Hitler. The new hot fresh Wasteland Hitler. Dude, the, the channel would get nuked. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Their acceptance in, in, in uh, the acceptance from the people of New Canaan rekindles, rekindled Graham's faith in God. And this was to nurture the flame burning inside him, whether it illuminates or destroys. The destruction of New Canaan and war with the White Legs have done little to help Graham come to terms with his paths. Instead, it has fueled his drive to aggressively fight back against his enemies, as well as act on the worst impulses he developed during his time with the Legion. His thirst for vengeance and extermination put him at odds with Daniel, who fears that, I'm sorry, who fears what the long-term consequences of stoking this kind of flame could be. Graham unwittingly creates a war cult not too dissimilar from the Legion clothed, clothed? 
clothed in the guise of Christian faith, but entirely devoid of its principles. Now, I recently on stream had done Honest Hearts all the way through, and the the dead horses are very kind of they're babies. Like, and I don't mean they that are. in like they're really not that like advanced. They don't know how to fight. Yeah. And there's like times when you play this that you when you go through that that where you like watch the the dead horses lose their innocence. Like they yeah. kill a man and then like continue to beat his dead body on the ground. And that's what's so like at the end it's of like, it it's like you got it, dude. You got him. Yeah, but it's like <laughs> did you did you help them by making them more more Into ready to kill like ruthless killers? Yeah. Or did you did you hurt them? Did you take away their innocence? Despite his former allegiance to Kaisar's Legion, the Burn Man does not hold any ill will towards any allies of the NCR. To him, NCR is still redeemable in his eyes. That's an awfully worded sentence. Yeah. Stating that the greed of man is what led to the Great War, and that only through faith in God, prayer, and genuine acts of kindness can humanity hope to prevent history from repeating itself. Which is like a good – that's like a decent outlook. Everything everything outside of bringing God into it, yeah. I'm all for yeah. it. Um, let people, I mean, I mean if, if you believing in God makes you a better person, great. great. But like don't force – like, don't force your god, let alone any other a- any other god, down somebody else's throat. Yeah. He also has a dim opinion on Mr. House. Seeing him as another Kaisar, a man who rallied together his own set of tribes using his own methods to assure domination over others, which is fascinating to think about. I never really thought about. of it like that. He, yeah. he took three tribes. He took the boot riders, and I don't think the other ones are actually given names. The Gamoras or um, the, the White Ultra Gloves. And if they are, the white, I'm yeah. not sure. I don't remember, but like House did that three times. Kaiser Caesar does that did that like 68 times. Four. So like who's calling the it's the pot calling the kettle black. 86 reform tribes. <gasps> By 2281 so he had 86 tribes. I don't know why I thought 70 something. I wonder yeah. if one of them was called Quest. What's the best tribe album? Midnight Marauders. Right, low end theory. He, (laughs) his hatred towards the Legion stems not just from the fact that he was made an example by Kaisar, but, uh, but also Kaisar's belief that he alone will unite the wasteland under the Legion's banner and his refusal to let anything stop him. Ultimately, his greatest enmity, which is just another fancy word for hostility, is for himself. For letting himself get swept up in Kaisar's rise to power, for falling in line as his legate, and for willfully perpetrating the inhumane atrocities that helped establish his rule. What he I'm believed. Sorry. What's up? <laughs> I'm sorry, I killed so many people. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> what he believed may have been the start of a society of equals under one banner has become to- a totalitarian culture dominated by one man. One man. One man. One man. One desire. This summer. One man. This Graham is essential. Yeah. Fuck that. 
But like, no one's really essential when you play PC. Yeah, I guess. I'm trying to see if there's anything else I want to read here. We're not even going to go into Van Buren, but then he was referred to as the Hanged Man. Hmm. There's a there's him and there's actually a really great TKS Mantis video about the original Graham. Oh yeah, yeah. Joshua Graham, along with these are some fun fact notes on the wiki, along with Calhoun and Kaiser, appear on the back of the Legion Denarius. Despite claiming that he oh. accepts all forms of currency in his word, even Legion coins, you cannot sell Legion Denarii to him. <laughs> oh, that's funny. It's the glitch, yeah. Yeah. Even when he was the legate of Kaiser's Legion, uh, Joshua Graham always wore the SLC. I actually want to know more about this. I want to know more about his armor. The SLCPD armor, so some police force. Oh, this is the police from... Um, Fuck 12 from uh, Denver. I'm pretty sure. No, it's not. It's from Salt Lake City. That would make the sense. personal army. The personal ar- armor of Joshua Graham. The armor consists of a white collared shirt with rolled up sleeves embroidered with dead horse tribal markings, heavily patched and stitched blue jeans with a hole in the left knee, a snake skin belt and magazine pr- pouches in a pre-war Salt Lake City Police Department SWAT ballistic vest. Additional armor. Has been a sleeve garter. I'm sorry. Additionally, the armor has a sleeve garter on the strong firing hand to ensure the sleeve doesn't distract the user. Completing the outfit is a pair of boots and a belt made from rattleskin snake. So it's from Salt Lake City. Cool. SLC, baby. Yeah. Why the fuck did I think that was Denver? Whatever. When first encounter, when first entering dialogue with Graham, he will refer to the player player character as the courier he didn't expect. Can I have that in Graham's voice, please? What? The courier the, he didn't expect? Yeah. Okay. The the courier. I wait. No, hold on. That's fucking Ulysses' That's voice. Now, hold on. I gotta hear Graham's voice to do it. Give me one <laughs> second. When first entering dialogue with Graham, he referred to the player character as not the courier I was expecting. And then go on to say, then, ag- then again, he wouldn't have come to the cavern. This in, this <laughs> implication is that he expects Ulysses rather than the player character to come and attempt to assassinate, ha- assassinate him, adding evidence of Ulysses alliance with Kaiser's Legion. Similar to uh-huh. Father Elijah, and his holographic avatar image, Graham has a slightly different in-game appearance when compared to the Honest Hearts cover art in the game. He has yeah. pale blue eyes instead of bright blue eyes, and his burned skin is grayer around said eyes. Huh. I like the one that says, Joshua is one of two characters in New Vegas that possess an irremovable mask, the other being Ulysses. Wow. Despite being severely burnt in the past, uh, when his mask is removed, there is no severe burn marks, and his face is just a default, default face. <laughs> this is a result of engine limitations, similar to Lanius's face being whole. Huh. So, it doesn't say it here, but um, there's a thing that once you let him go, and he kind of like does what he does at the end of old or, uh, Honest Hearts... There's mm-hmm. a way that you can talk to him. He goes, if you run into that other courier, 
don't tell him about me, like, pretty much. Like, he's like, don't tell, cool. don't say that this ever happened. Yeah, Don't tell I, you listens on me. <laughs> I don't enjoy killing, but when done righteously, it's just a chore, like any other. Fucking crazy. 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 We have made we are made and kept covenants with our Lord God to honor his laws. In exchange, we are promised eternal salvation in this life. After this life. There's a, when I was streaming this, I I kind of um I was like, ah, yeah, let me just say that I don't believe him, and then I'll be a, a doubting Thomas. I know he's not gonna refer to me as Thomas. And then like he's like You may not believe me now. I'm becoming Morgan Freeman. You may not believe me now, courier. But you may be a Thomas, and I shall show. And I was like, "Holy shit!" Like that happened. Wow. Like my my little bit that I remember of like fucking Catholic school helped me. He got it. By the rivers of Babylon, there we sat down. Yea, we wept when we remembered Zion. Remembered, O Lord, the children of Edom. And in the day of Jerusalem, who said, "Raise it, raise it, even to the foundation, O daughter of Babylon, who art." To be destroyed. How happy shall he be? The. Rewith? Thee of thou hast served us. Happy shall he be. That taketh and. Desheth thy little ones against the stone. Dasheth thy little ones against the stone. He's. There's something about. There's something about adding religion to a character that makes them so deep to me. I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. He's voiced by a I'm man. I'm 14 named- and this is deep. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> he's, he's voiced by a man named Keith Sjarbinskaja. S Z. Great attempt. Thanks. Are you making fun of me? A little bit. It's S. It's fine. I don't know how to read Polish names. I think it's Polish. Every other. There's it's like pronounced uh, Zarabashka. Zarabashka? Yep. Is that Russian or Polish? Um, it is Slavic in nature. So am I right or wrong? Uh, not Polish. Okay, cool. So I, I learned. I got really good at learning uh, Slavic names and pronunciations f- from being in Croatia. <laughs> it's. It, He's my favorite. He's my favorite bad guy. I don't even know if he's considered a bad guy, really. I mean, he's a bad guy, but like, well, yeah, he's, he's a bad guy, but he's not like the the villain. Oh, actually, let's do this quick. Let's just read some de- behind the scenes developer notes type things real quick. Oh, there and then there's so there's, many. there's some good stuff. We're not going to get into everything, but we're going to just read some stuff quick because we're very deep into this, and we still have other we're things all- to talk about. We're already yeah, an we're hour. already over an hour into this. I mean, I'm gonna have to do editing and things. whatnot, but still. Yeah. Um, a malpass is a landform character characterized by eroding rock of volcan- volcanic origin in an arid environment. Mm-hmm. This describes many areas, but is strongly connected with the Southwest United States because of the Spanish settlers that gave the landform its name, Malpace. Meaning badlands in Spanish. Joshua Graham states that he and the dead horses use a 45 auto pistol because his actual descendants 
he actually descends from its creator's tribe, implied to be the Mormons. Furthermore, the real life reference to the 45 pistol is the M1, I'm sorry, the M1911 pistol, which was created by John Browning, a Mormon firearms maker who lived in Ogden, Utah, close to where New Canaan would be in the Fallout universe. Holy shit. Uh, how did you say this guy's name? Keith Serbajaki? Serbajak? Uh, let me scroll back up. Zarabashka. Keith Zarabashka almost passed on the voice of Graham because one of the designers involved in the first round of casting suggested removing him from the pool. According to Josh Sawyer, say his name again, please. Keith Zarabashka. Submission was given on a cell phone on a windy day and he had a cold. However, Sawyer decided to keep him in the running for the role of Graham, which he considers one of the best decisions he made on the project. Wow. That's that's it, dude. That's fucking my one of my favorite characters in the entire series. He's really dope. He's my he's Look at the, the man. screenshot of him do, like mid melee. Looks like he's about to do a barrel roll. Where's that? In this little screenshot area. Your little screenshot. Who's <laughs> my little screenshot? <laughs> <laughs> that's Graham. That's, that's Graham. That, that, a... That's that's Graham Cracker. <laughs> we have some other things we want to talk about. Uh, mm-hmm. I didn't. I don't want to just cut it here. There are some other things we'd like to talk about. Yeah. Uh, let's talk I've about a couple things. the the blocky one first. That you wanted to talk about. The other block. Yeah. Um, so for anyone that doesn't know, because I didn't know until I saw it on Twitter, Roblox went public. That's wild. And uh, it topped out at $45 billion on the first day of trading. How much? Roblox tops $45 billion on first day of trading as gaming booms. Um, and, uh, it's stock value is, uh, insane. Uh, I'm reading an excerpt from the New York times and it says, uh, the Silicon Valley company closed its first day of trading at 69.5 a share rising from the reference price of 45 bucks. It was set on Tuesday. The valued Roblox, uh, Roblox is valued at 45 billion up from four billion just a year ago oh my god so the company went public in a direct listing in which no news stories were issued so what so okay sometimes one of my favorite literary devices is foreshadowing and sometimes it's really obvious and sometimes it's not when do you think microsoft is going to buy them Yesterday, bud. <laughs> okay, back to to the thing. Um, My, speaking of Microsoft, well, no, no, no. Hold on, let's talk about Roblox because that's fucking. <laughs> what does that mean for the Roblox community? Like, does that um, mean does that mean the games are going to get better, or does that mean they're going to get worse? Is it going to be more stringent on you have to buy Robux? Like, I've never played Roblox. So I've never played Roblox. I don't know jack shit about it. I just know that it's pretty popular. Um, I. I couldn't tell you what this means, but if Roblox is valued at $45 billion, then Team Roblox is uh, doing something right. <laughs> I might cop a share. 
Yeah, really? If I have extra money, which I don't, but did somebody I buy you, me a, Ro- a Roblox share. Did I tell you that I signed up for a, a crypto wallet? And mm-hmm. they were like, if you verify your ID now, we'll give you $5 in Bitcoin. And I have like, I doubled my money from doing nothing. Yeah. You never know. <laughs> I have five dollars. I, I mean, I don't know if I've doubled it. I think I have like eight or nine bucks in Bitcoin, but like, still, it's wild. I didn't even do anything. It's not even real. Yeah. It's just it's fake. It's it's fantasy football with the economy. Dude, it's nerd fantasy football. <laughs> Fucking wild. <laughs> um, I mean, I kind of wanted to spend more time on here, but it sounds like you're done. Yeah, I don't really have much more to say on That's Roblox. Crazy. Uh, just. Crazy. Do you think Goldman could ever be publicly traded? I hope it never is. I yeah, I don't even know <laughs> what that would mean. Um <laughs> But the other thing is that Microsoft confirms uh that the acquisition of Bethesda slash Zenimax is going through. They and, own it. And um th- what that means for us is that PS4 and 5 people are quaking in their boots. Do you because think now things are going to get exclusive? Here's what I Okay, so here's the thing. I don't think they're going to Here's the two the two um fields of thought or streams of thought that I have when it comes down to exclusivity with Bethesda at this point. They made the seven billion dollars back mind you this is the biggest i think i could be talking out of my ass i'm just an idiot with a podcast mm-hmm. this could i think this is like one of if not the biggest it's one of the biggest acquisitions of any company ever ever like disney yeah. bought disney bought um star wars for i think two or four billion this this like 7.5 billion dollars yeah and that's just to own todd's ass with a b yeah, I wish like I own Todd's ass like that. <laughs> like here, here's oh the way goodness. I see it: they're gonna make their mainline games. They're gonna make them exclusive because they've already they made the money back like two or three months after they announced that it was yeah. even happening. Yeah. So the money, like whatever, we already got it. Like Microsoft made all that fucking money back. Mm-hmm. At the same time. Like, why not give everybody – why not give all the kids a snack if it's going to make everybody happy and not just not just the cool kids in the corner? Like, right, right. You know what I mean? Like, I actually have a statement from Phil Spencer about – Oh, like, please read it. About please. it. And, Did you get uh, it from Papa? No. Um, oh. No, I actually got this off Polygon. I went looking for it. Um, so head of Xbox, Phil Spencer, wrote this about the acquisition um, and he said – Today, we officially complete the acquisition of ZeniMax Media, parent company of Bethesda Softworks. In honor of it, – it's an honor to welcome the eight incredibly talented development studios, uh, BGS, id Software, ZeniMax Online, Arcane, Machine Games, Tango Gameworks, Alpha Dog, and Roundhouse. Id. Um, id. Id. It is nuts, nuts yes. dude. Id. They own Doom and Quake. Mm-hmm. And that they're is passionate wild. global communities to this. We're, we're happy to welcome them to the Xbox family. Now that everything is official, we can begin working together to deliver more great games for everyone. At every step building towards this moment, I've been inspired and motivated by the creativity, insight, and community-first approach to the talented people of Bethesda. 
our goal is to give these teams the best foundation for doing their greatest work and to learn from them as we continue to build Xbox into an inclusive platform for all. This is the next step in building an industry-leading first-party studio team, a commitment we have to our Xbox a commitment we have to our Xbox community. With the addition of Bethesda creative teams, gamers should know that that Xbox consoles, PC, and Game Pass will be the best place to experience new Bethesda games, including some titles in the future that will be exclusive to Xbox and PC. Now, there are a couple games that are already confirmed to be multi-platform, like Deathloop and uh, no. Ghostwire Tokyo. They're going to no. be on PlayStation. But yeah, they're going to be timed th- releases. Say that again? They're going to be timed releases on PlayStation. Really? They're coming to Xbox now? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay, cool, cool, cool. I and wonder just if like that was done that are like before already or after. Hmm? What's up? No, what'd you say? That's just for like games that people have already talked about that are already in the works. But like, I assume from here on out, anything that's been unreleased is going to just be Game Pass exclusive. Or Xbox exclusive something, yeah. But I mean, I have a PC, so I don't have to care. But yeah, I know. But this is like this is why I haven't really given given a lot of credence to the new consoles. Like, I really want a PS5 mm-hmm. because the controller. I do too. Like the controller seems like the shit. Yeah, and when here's the thing: when fucking uh, Last of Us Factions come out, I might take a day off of work just to fucking play it with Kyle because. The the Last of Us is online is fucking amazing, and I just I want those. I want the new God of War. I want that. I really do. Xbox just from what I've seen seems like a more updated Xbox One. It's cohesive. It's a cohesive environment, which is fine. But like, I feel like the Five is really a step in into the next generation, mm-hmm. and it just sucks that like. I'm now having to choose between one or the other. I really don't think they're going to put Fallout on Fallout or Elder Scrolls or Starfield for that. Those are Bethesda Game Studios games. Those I don't think will be solely on one. Because you know how fucking satisfying it's going to be to play the next Fallout game and like have haptic feedback triggers and shit. Like How amazing. Like you know how good be? that's going to feel where like a death claws like in your face roaring at you. Which you know death claws aren't supposed to be able to fucking roar from the the lizards that they evolve from. They don't have vocal cords, but whatever, we could talk about that later. Well, um, they they got bigified. No, so. no, I'm just just you know, I'm throwing things out there. Um like I think they even I think they even roar or make a noise in the first one, so it's not a big deal. Um like, think about how that's gonna feel when a de- like you're you're in stealth and death claws fucking like, and you feel in your in the controller like that's gonna be like that experience. The lights are off. Like I'm really dialed into the game. Like that's an experience that I fucking kill for. Really dialed into New Vegas too. <laughs> yeah, like like what if they did something where like now that Obsidian and oh Obsidian <laughs> tweeted something in along the lines of. Welcome to the team. Yeah, and everyone was <laughs> like, is this New Vegas 2? No, it's not fucking New Vegas 2. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> no, but it's like, it's like, um, 
It's like any time with, with Smash. It's like, is this Gino? No, it's not fucking Gino, dude. Chill out. Listen, I want Gino just for the meme value. Dude, they don't give a fuck about their players. I know. Nintendo. Because they keep giving us fucking anime sword fighters. But, comma. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not upset about I just don't like that. Where it's, it feels like every studio is being bought right now. And we don't really talk about game news as a whole, but I kind of hate the fact that it's going to be Nintendo, EA, Blizzard, Activision, Microsoft, Sony, and like maybe f- two or three other big names. Mm. Like, I mean, <laughs> now um, is the age of indies where like there's so many indie studios with various really interesting projects. Um, but in terms of big studios, they are kind of falling into these big sorted boxes yeah and like what i what i would consider to be probably and i this is this is gonna make me sound like a dick i feel like when i say this but the greatest um indie studio ever just for sheer love and appreciate well there's two of them sheer love and appreciation and hard work that went into it is studio mdhr because Mm -hmm. cuphead is a work of fucking art it truly is and um i guess concerned ape is the studio Concerned Ape is a solo de- uh, developer. He doesn't like, have a studio. Okay, well, that dude, like, if he made his own studio mm-hmm. thing, like, that Yo, dude I got made... the Stardew Valley board game. Did you really? Yeah. Dude, next time you, you see grab it, play. What's up? Do you want me to grab it? You, we, just, just send me a picture of it. Send Another time, later. yeah. Um, I'm only saying no, because we're running long to begin with. Um, yeah, we, we gotta, we gotta wrap her up. Uh, but I don't mind going a little longer if you don't mind going. But what I'm saying I mean, is I, like, I have to, I, I, I have to pee so bad. Can you wait like two more minutes? I can get through the outro. Okay. All right. Hold on. Let me just make my point. I'm on like DEFCON 4 though. Okay. Um, those are two studios or two people that I really think are doing like the best for indies right now. Mm. But that's also because I love hand-drawn animation and I love the Fleischer era cartoon shit. So like it hits a soft spot for me. I, I never want to play Celeste. Like I never want to play. Celeste is such a good game. I bet it is. But like I don't want to play Bastion. I don't want to play, um, isometric. Those, I, what's the isometric game that your roommate is like? It's the greatest game ever made. Tell no. uh, Transistor? Transistor. Like, I don't want to play that Transistor stuff. is one of the greatest games ever made. Like, I don't – like, that's – it doesn't interest me. Like, a lot of it does – like, Hades does nothing for me. I played it when I was hanging Hades out with you. Hades is one of the best games I've probably played in the, a long while. Dude, I'm, I'm happy you feel that way. That's how I feel about God of War. I think what I – I just want a story. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I just want a story and decent writing. Like, I don't care if the game doesn't handle well. It's always a plus. But, like, that that story, that writing is what I'm there for at this point. Mm-hmm. So, I just don't want to see it become – did you know Konami? I think it was Konami trademarked that you could play arcade games as the loading screen. They trademarked that – Way back in the day, like before loading screens were even a thing, but I guess they kind of knew that was the way it was going to go. So you just can't play Space Invaders during loading screens to like just play something because they own the patent on it. Mm. I don't know if it's Konami, but I think it's like like maybe one of them. Someone. What's up? It's someone. It's something. It's someone Japanese and someone arcadey. But other than that, dude, I think that's the show. I think that's the app.
Yeah. Do you want me to tell you about my favorite guy? Do it. Do it. It's Shane Ivers. It's not me. He made our intro music. Well, no, hold on. Stop. It's not me? No, it's Shane Ivers. Shane Ivers gets free sloppy. <laughs> um, if you want to get our intro music, it's called Feather Duster. You can get it at www.silvermansound.com slash free music slash Feather Duster. Vince, tell us about social media. If you'd like to follow myself or Olive or the show, you can follow us with the links in the description below to our Twitters. There's also a link to the Discord. Join the Discord because we're also going to have let the Discord uh, say what Olive's little succulent's name is going to be. Uh Bring him a little closer to the camera. Let's see the boy. Boy. So if you want to name the boy, uh, can I can I throw in a name? Yeah. Uh, Atreus. Atreus. Yeah, I just like the name Atreus to begin with. And I fucking oh, want to play more God of War. Um, do it. Go, go do it. Join the Discord. Jump on in. While you're down there, there's some other links to our Redbubble where you can buy some logos that we've made on there and it supports us. Uh, another way, if you want to throw us a couple bucks on Patreon because you liked what you've heard, um, you're more than welcome. Uh, there's links down there. This has been a Ghoulman Entertainment production. Uh, you could download us anywhere. Podcasts can be downloaded. And if you're listening on YouTube, please give us a, a rating, a comment. We want to like, share us. I want to see comments. Yeah. Uh, I, I always for, feel like I'm forgetting something at the end here, but. Um, usually it's the farewell. I always feel like we kind of just fuck around these last two minutes anyway. Just us like hanging. Just hanging? Just hanging. Well. I can't oh, do hanging. Speaking about I, just hanging, fucking remember the waters? Yeah, I'm just with my uh, dudes hanging. Fuck, dude, that's such a good. Yeah, album. I love the waters. You know what else is waters? I really need to pee, Vince. All right, leave, <laughs> Vincent. Why? Watch your fucking mouth. <laughs> See you later. Bye. Bye. Atomic Radio Hour Podcast. A Gulman Entertainment Production.